you know, there may be times that we want to walk on water and people think our motivation is to look good and to call attention to ourselves. And if people think that the good works prepared in advance for you to do are actually you doing works to earn favor or to boast, that's not your business. Like it's between them and God, right? And what you are doing is between God and you. Like we have to set our focus on him. Like we've been given a faith that allows us not to just escape the world, but actually participate in divine nature. When we choose to accept that gift and act upon it by diligently seeking him. This is Devoted in the Daily with Christine James, where we're breaking chains with Holy Spirit in our veins, making scripture relevant in the messy everyday. This is how we play, slay, and pray while walking in the way. Christmas is almost here. <laughs> I love Christmas. This is the last episode before Christmas comes. and. We got to celebrate it and talk about it a little bit. Uh, I have to be honest. One of the things I love about Christmas, and it might make me sound materialistic, but I do love gifts. <laughs> I love them. Not just receiving them. Gosh, um, I love giving them. Gifts are totally one of my love languages. Jesus is the greatest gift ever been given, right? It's literally, he's the best gift, hands down. But there is another spiritual gift that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the gift of faith. Faith is a gift that we constantly need to receive. We constantly need to receive this gift, right? Um, so here we go. Ephesians 2, 8. This is the theme verse. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I'm going to hit on three points today. Uh, I'll just state them out. Nope, four points. I'm just going to state them before I dig into it. The first one is, we can do works without faith, but we can't do the good works he prepared for us without faith. So we're going to go into that. Number two is about motivation. Our motivation for good works that have been prepared in advance for us, it's different than the works that we do to boast right? The third point we're going to talk about is the fact that just because we fail doesn't mean that we are a failure when it comes to faith even. And lastly, receiving faith is as simple as one decision, but it needs to be made over and over and over. So point one, we can do works without faith, but we can't do the good works he prepared for us without faith. Like, have you ever fallen into the trap of trying to earn God's love? Like earn his approval by doing the right things? Okay, if you haven't fallen into that trap yet, it's bound to happen at some point. I think this is like part of every Christian's walk, like learning that we don't need to earn 
God's approval. Like it's tempting to try and do that because in this world, um, it works that way very often, doesn't it? Like we can earn our way into good standing with authorities or people of influence. Our works affects the way people feel about us. Now, while obedience to God does grant us certain blessings, like once we are adopted into the family, our identity is set. Like my son, he did nothing to be conceived. <laughs> like he did not earn his place as my son, you know? And, and we cannot work ourselves into God's family. Uh, he created you by his grace. He saved you and he placed you in this generation for a purpose. He has good works prepared in advance for you to do. Your unique DNA was crafted. It was crafted for this time, for this place. And while we can have a faith that uh, that seats us in the heavenly realms, like it says in Ephesians 2, I believe that God wants us to do more than just sit with him in the heavenlies. He wants us to walk with him in this life and to run a race to receive an even bigger prize. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Like if we want to fulfill the things that we were purposed for, if we want the power that raised Christ from the dead to actually express itself, itself through our lives in the same extraordinary way it did in his, it's going to require something extra from us, a diligent seeking. Like who wants to actually see the power that raised Christ from the dead work in your life? I mean, for real, like the supernatural stuff. Second Peter 1, 4 says, through these, he's talking about God's glory and goodness. He has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Like we've been given a faith that allows us not to just escape the world, but actually participate in divine nature. When we choose to accept that gift and act upon it by diligently seeking him, when it comes to like the works that we can boast about, we don't need to participate with God for those, you know, like, like we can earn a good name or uh, likability or intellect, like natural grit uh, and personality, like can get us far in life, but we need faith to participate in divine nature and to do the good works that God has prepared in advance for us. It's true. All right, next point. The difference between good works prepared in advance for us to do and works in order to boast, the difference like has everything to do with motivation. Ephesians 2, 8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved. Come on, this is our, our theme verse. Through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, I want to go to the story of Peter walking on water for a moment. Um, it's Matthew 14, 25. 
here, um, the disciples are in a boat and they're crossing the sea and it's stormy out. And shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. There's an observation here that, that I think um, we haven't made a lot of times when we, we look at the story. Um, if you notice here, Jesus did not call Peter out onto the water. Peter asked. He asked to go out to Jesus. That's audacious faith, right? This was not a calling of, of Jesus. This was just an act of audacious faith. And what do you think, what do you think Peter's motivation was here? Like, do you think he was doing this because he wanted to look good in front of his, of the other disciples? He wanted to look good in front of his friends because he, he wanted everyone to talk about how awesome he is for centuries to come. I think that Peter asked to walk out on the water because he wanted to be closer to Jesus because he was amazed by his Lord and wanted to be like him. I think it's because he wanted to participate in Jesus's divine nature. I don't think he was doing this in order to boast. And I, I want to make a note here. Sometimes you may be misunderstood. You know, there may be times that we want to walk on water and people think our motivation is to look good and to call attention to ourselves. When actually our motivation is like what I described Peter is here. And if people think that the good works prepared in advance for you to do are actually you doing works to earn favor or to boast, that's not your business. Like it's between them and God, right? And what you are doing is between God and you. Like we have to set our focus on him. Like, yeah, yeah, we must have trusted people in our lives that, that represent God well and can speak into us, right? Um, but generally speaking, we have to be more focused on Jesus than other people. First Samuel 16, 7 says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Worrying about what other people think are distractions from keeping those eyes on Jesus and actually walking on the water, right? Okay, here's a million-dollar question. Is there only one set of good works? that's the right way to go? Like, does God have a right choice and a wrong choice in every situation? No, I don't think so. Like, would it have been wrong for Peter to have stayed in the boat and been ready to receive him when Jesus arrived? Would it have been wrong for Peter to just have wrapped his arm around his friend John in the boat and encouraged John to be brave in the midst of the storm and this experience of seeing what he thought was a ghost? Or what if he had decided to lead his friends in prayer and just declared God's sovereignty over the moments? You know, partnering with God in faith means making decisions on what to do with him, not having him decide everything for us. 
Jesus didn't decide to have Peter take a step out onto the water, but he partnered with him and giving him his divine nature to make it possible. And by doing this, like we were given this phenomenal story to be inspired and encouraged like through generations, right? Next point, just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure. This gift of faith, like it may actually lead to failure in life. Like Peter had enough faith to step out into the rocky waves, right? Do you remember what happened? Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Okay. You guys, what happened when Peter got distracted and began to sink? When he started to doubt, looking around at the storm and looking around at all the circumstances, what did he do? He cried out to Jesus. Did Jesus scold him and walk away? No. No. He reached out his hand. Jesus gripped a hold of Peter, probably grabbing both wrists and lifted him up. And then what? They walked back to the boat together. Peter walked on water again, right next to Jesus. I mean, uh, we're going to fail at things in life. We are, there are so many distractions in this world. So many, and we are such weak creatures. And, and we're likely to have doubts along the way in this journey, right? Hopefully we make some big moves and step out of the boat in life. You guys, if we are walking towards Jesus, he will do some great things with us, even in our failings. If we take hold of this gift of faith, we will get to experience his divine nature. And even when we doubt, when we biff it, all we have to do is call out to Jesus. He took the hits for us. He took the punishment for our failure. So while we may experience some circumstantial consequences in this world, Jesus took the eternal consequences and is more than willing to come and save us when we've gotten distracted and walk beside us in supernatural ways as we find our footing again. Okay. Last point. Receiving faith is as simple as one decision made over and over and over again. I just really want to encourage you to receive the gift of faith this season and every season. Okay, we're going back to Ephesians 2. It says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. And verse 8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork. We did not make ourselves and we have no ability aside from God to do anything good ourselves, right? 
Like we can't even receive God for ourselves. It's a gift, scriptures say. And receiving this gift of faith, it's not, it's not a one-time thing. We've got to do it every day. Sometimes moment to moment, right? Sometimes the good work you know you have to do is to bite your tongue instead of gossip with someone or hold back that cuss word, even though your flesh feels so powerful when you say it. It means extending a kind hand to someone who just did something stupid and, and they need encouragement when it would be so easy to laugh at them and think they deserve what's coming. Start stepping out in faith, accepting this gift, and watch how God empowers you to participate in his divine nature. Like if you, if we, if we stop letting the storm around us distract us from saying yes to Jesus, we will walk on water. We will participate in a divine nature. Uh, do you, do you know what the de definition of sin is? You know, sin is actually an archery word. Uh, when an archer aims his or her arrow at the target, if they miss the bullseye, even by a little bit, it's called a sin. Anything but God's perfect will is a sin. His perfect will is the bullseye. He's got to be our focus and our constant choice. Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Oh, the gift of salvation, that we would make the choice to receive it all the time. Okay, I, I want to read Philippians 2, 12 through 13 in the, the Amplified Version. Oh, it says, work out your salvation that is cultivated. Bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. For it is not by your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. <laughs> oh, he works in us. If we can receive this perfect gift. Oh, so accept the gift of Jesus in faith this season. And as you set your vision for 2024, will you determine to take bold steps of faith to participate in his divine nature, like to ignore the distractions in the storm and to just receive? Romans 8.32 said, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? He will. Are, are you ready to accept this gift of crazy faith, even at the risk of failing? Like, do, do you want a faith that will allow you to participate in his divine nature? Like, you, you may have already accepted the Lord as your savior, but like I said, this is a daily moment-to-moment -moment choice. And 
And I'm going to ask, like, right this, this minute, like, I'm going to ask you to take a step to receive more. Like, whatever you're doing right now, whether it, it maybe you're driving, I'm going to ask you to pull over for a minute. If you're walking or running, and I'm going to ask you to, like, maybe kneel beside the pathway to receive. If you're, if you're folding laundry, can you stop and bow your head for a moment? Let's just receive. Let's receive this gift of faith and greater capacity without distraction, with, like, with total focus, with total focus, with our eyes on Jesus. Oh, Lord, we just want to come and receive from you the gift, the gift of faith, the gift of salvation, that we would be able to step out, that we would be able to stay focused on you in audacious faith to do the, the works the good works that you have prepared in advance for us to do, that we that, that we could step out in the purpose you created us for, moment by moment, receiving this gift of faith. We want, we want you. We want to participate in the divine nature. And you promised that we could. So we take you up on that promise right now. And we step out receiving the faith, the gift of faith that you give. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, move in us. Empower us more. We want to live for you. It's in your name we pray. Mm. All right. Merry Christmas, you guys. Uh, Happy New Year. God bless and Godspeed. Do you enjoy this show? If so, would you please support Devoted in the Daily by liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing? It really helps expand the show's reach. And you can find lots more free encouragement and resources at trainintruth.com. I hope to see you over there. Thanks so much for being here. You know, I ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. That's from Colossians 1. Thanks again. Toodles.